0: Hi everyone, it's Nellie here. How you doing? This podcast is being recorded in the council area known as Maribyrnong in Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri, Wurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Now, a couple of quick things. Firstly, huge news. We have our first live show coming up. I'm so excited. And tickets have literally just gone on sale. Yes, our first live show, Saturday, April 1st, in Melbourne, as part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. It'll feature me and several of your favourite co hosts, including Scott Brennan, Cal Wilson, and Harley Breen. It's a matinee because I'm not stupid. So come for a delicious lunch and a catch-up. Doors open at 12.30 and then the show is from 2pm to 4pm. You'll be home in time for reruns of The Golden Girls. Perfect. To book tickets, you can go to nellithomas.com or brunswickballroom.com.au and there's links in the show notes. I really hope you'll come down and enjoy the show. I reckon it's just going to be so much fun. Secondly, would you please consider signing up to Dear Nelly Plus? bonus content every month. So for five bucks a month you get an extra episode plus you help me pay all the people involved in making the podcast. Now last but not least a warning this is a sex dating and relationships podcast for adults. If you don't like swearing it's really going to give you the shits. so off you. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Dear Nellie, sex dating relationships from the other side of 40. Today, our very special guest is the one and only Helen Thorne. Helen is a comedian. She is, it's not an exaggeration to say she is an international podcaster sensation with her smash hit podcast, Scummy Mummies, which has been around for many, many years. She's also the author of a fabulous book, best-selling book called Get Divorced, Be Happy, that she wrote after a... massive blindside at the start of 2020 when she found out that her husband of more than 20 years had been having an affair Uh, and yes indeed we do get into that in the podcast. In this episode we take a couple of great listener calls, one on how to get back into dating, how to overcome your fear of having sex with a new person and look we take another call where I am corrected and I tell you what I was wrong and I stand corrected. And look, while I've got you, just a quick note that this episode of the podcast was recorded uh, via Zoom because Dear Helen lives in London. That means the sound's not terrible, but it's not as good as it normally would be in studio with the Dear Sammy Peterson. So apologies for that, but I think it was worth it. Okay, enjoy the episode.
1: Dear Nelly, I could use some advice. Dear Nelly, yes, yeah, some help would be nice. Dear Nelly, I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly, there's a lot to explore, dear Nelly, when you're 40 or more, dear Nelly, so I'm hoping we can talk it through. You
0: think i should do all right well welcome to dear nelly sex relationships and dating from the other side of 40 and we are joined today all the way from london via the zoom where we are joined by comedian podcaster author and marathon runner the one and only <laughs> helen thorne
2: What a fucking show off. What, what? (laughs) Who is this? Who is this bloody bitch? Who, who, who is she? Who does she think she is? Hello, Nellie Thomas. I'm very pleased to be here. It's a, freezing morning in london very sunny but um i had to crack the ice off the top of the bins how bloody glamorous is oh. that to put my recycling out this morning so yes it's cold but i, I believe it's cold in melbourne it's been shitty summer yeah. for you guys also mate you moved to melbourne
0: i mean you moved to london like suck it up princess
2: <laughs>
1: yeah shut up
0: <laughs> right you can go to the theater for five bucks you can yeah, go to three for twenty-five. You can deal with ice
2: on your bin. Yeah. No, when you put it like that, that was a very, <laughs> very, very rude thing to say to you. I'm very sorry. Apologies, Australia. I'm 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 surrounded by rich cultural givings. And now I'm complaining about a bin. She, oh, she's changed. She's
0: changed. Oh, she's changed. <laughs> like people would say to a new mother, I'm so tired. And you go, No, you're not. No,
2: I just that that that's probably the thing that boiled my piss the most about being a parent and the side eye going, oh, you look tired. Oh my and God. I'm like, no, when they say that, they're saying, you look shit.
0: You know? <laughs> never tell
2: someone they look
0: tired. No, never. I mean, never say that. Unless you're really close. Like if you're really close yeah. and you're like, oh, you look tired, are you all right? Let's mm. it. it's, this is not small talk.
2: No, 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 no. You don't. You don't do that. Well, if you see a stranger, you say, I "Love your shoes." You don't say, <laughs> "Your face looks. Your face looks like a bin." Yeah.
0: <laughs> you also don't say you've lost weight. You've put on weight. You're taller. You're shorter. You're anything. Just
2: fucking shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think it in your head. Don't say it with your mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I we always start the podcast with your relationship and dating history. Mm-hmm. Now I think, do you want to go to the really hard bit, or do we go to the fun bit and and circle back?
2: Oh, let's let's start with the shit bit because it's sort of nice yeah. to kind of go, go, go a bit deep and dark, and then and then have a triumph from, you know have a crescendo yes. of of the good, yeah. Because you know, but people like a bit of people like a car crash, don't they? They like a they like well, a bit of um disaster. Mate, that's comedy.
0: So yeah. you wrote <laughs> a best-selling book. Uh, fantastic book that I've recommended multiple times and will do so again called Get Divorced, Be Happy. But let's just take us back. We're 2020, the start of 2020. Mm -hmm. COVID's a shit show. It's just hit. We don't know how bad it's going to be. And you find
2: a letter. That's it. So it was, I think, the 4th of March. And I would started the year off very optimistically like um uh, as a comedian i me and my comedy partner ellie would booked out a big tour and when we were driving around in our tour van uh, in february march 20th, we we're going everything's really good you know we're both married we've got kids you know da 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 you know we can't write any comedy cuz life's really good <laughs> what a yeah. bunch of pricks and then literally mm-hmm. 2 weeks later this is it so i was getting my daughter's um World Book Day or you know like Book Week costume ready and she wanted to be Dr Who and I I I said oh dad's got a um a blazer you can you can use and I went upstairs and next to the bed was uh my ex-husband's work blazer Horny, my sphincter is tightening nyan, 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 nyan. Doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. Uh, and in the pocket listener was a love letter mm. and on the back of that love letter was a name that I recognized because Dun, dun, dun. she was my internet troll um so um so i knew instantly oh, i've been with the um the father of my children for 22 years but i thought if he has been banging a woman who has been outwardly uh my internet troll and turned out to do all sorts of other really funny things later um i think it's done and so about 15 minutes later said ex-husband came home and I just went, oh, do you want to go upstairs? And then then he sat down on the bed and I went, oh, good one, dickhead, it's over. And I threw the letter at him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, that was the last night he spent in the house and that was it. And so many people have said, especially when you've been together with someone for so long, you know, did either of you kind of like – beg forgiveness or what, no, nah, it was done. And it was really instant. And even though I was the one who clung really hard to the marriage and wanted to make it work and we'd done two rounds of couples counseling and like all the things you're meant to do, um, I was like, no, nah, this is fucked. This is, you know, I, it was such clarity. And I had that, yeah, that sort of, you know, thought, well, fuck, this is my life is done. Like, that's that's the dead end. And now I've got to create this new this new life and, and, and in the middle of a fucking global pandemic. Thank you, please. So did you,
0: I mean, the classic question, is multiple questions. Um, yeah. The classic question is, did you have any, cause this was a long-term situation that your husband of 22 years had been having an affair for four years.
2: No. So look, it was, it was, Um, there were things that now I look back on that maybe that was, <laughs> that was a big red flag. There was just a few times when I would come downstairs. You know, I'd go to bed early and I'd come downstairs and he'd quickly, quickly put his phone away.
1: Yeah.
2: And there were a couple of times where I said, if there is anything you need to tell me, you tell me that now. If I can get it out. And it just felt a bit dodgy. And um and yet uh, what else there was just, you know, he was really withdrawn, really cagey about his phone, all those sort of things, all the massive, you know, couldn't be bigger red flags. Uh, and, yeah, and we went through couples counselling, but that was for 18 months. But while we were doing that, he was having the affair, but he just he just didn't mention it. So um,
0: I'm, I'm going to stop you at the, you know, because I know people who have been in this situation, like you automatically go, oh, I should have seen this and I should have seen that. And I think that that is actually stinking thinking because right. the truth is like being cagey about you, like I'm cagey about my phone and I'm not having it. Yeah. You know, like that, right.
1: that can be a bit <laughs> <laughs> oh, hot news. Um, <laughs> that's a
0: privacy kind of issue. Like these sort of pages, yeah. um, you can, particularly when you and your ex husband were in couples counseling, like any rational person would think why would you go to couples counselling and spend all the money and the time and the emotional drain and 18 months worth and once a week and all that shit? Why would you do that if you were having, we're not talking a fling at the pub, we're talking four years?
2: Yeah, that's what I was really confused about. And I think this is it. Like, um, we were five days off signing a mortgage for two hundred grand to renovate the house. We've been working wow. with an architect on doing the house the whole time. He was with somebody else. This, these are the things that I was completely confused about. And so when I confronted him, I'm like, you know, what why the fuck? You know why? And he said, I just didn't want you to know. He just. Yeah, he just sort of said, you know, you're good with the kids, you're great with friends.
1: Oh, um,
0: stop! So he wanted his cake and eat it too. The appearance of the wife of
2: 22 years, she's a lovely. Yeah, man. yeah. It's fucking
0: Madonna. No.
2: Yeah, exactly right. And so if I want to do something like what he's doing with someone else, then that's fine. And then he can compartmentalize it. And so I found, I just was like, so I wasn't, I wasn't worthy, or I didn't deserve to be loved fully or properly and i think that's what fucked me off the most yeah um i think that's that's what made me collapse on the ground and moo like a cow i've never had anything so primal when he said those words to me going well you know I kind of liked half of you, but I got the other half from someone else. And he, he still told me that matter of fact, but he'd done so much lying, but he was very honest in that. That's when I kind of, it was such a physical response to like, well, for the last four years or probably the last 22 years, I haven't known true love. I haven't, you know, I thought I was getting what, you know, the full version of you, but no, you just sort of got stuff from other people. Mm. And I think that's, really fucking mean that's really yeah. cruel and um populating and
0: I wonder because it also feeds into so many cultural narratives that a lot of mothers experience you know I often wonder when I hear mothers say their sex drives dropped Well, a you know children will do that but also there is a cultural overlay that we're not always conscious of that mothers aren't meant to be sexy mothers aren't meant to enjoy sex mothers aren't meant to be sort of sexual beings and some of us internalize that ourselves So if Mm. you've then got your husband of 22 years going, well, actually that's true, you know, like "Like, you're the mum. I mean, that is a punch in the guts.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a really, it's a really shitty, shitty thing. And um, when I was writing the book, I interviewed a couple of um, sex therapists and sex psychotherapists. And Mm -hmm. she said so many mums say, look, oh, you know, I gave, I gave birth to my kids and, and then that's when my sex drive kind of ended. And she said, do you know what, stick that woman on an island next to Idris Elba and that sex drive will come back pretty fucking quickly. So it is about context and it's about what you think you deserve and all those sort of things. And, you know, yeah, we all laugh about wearing the big pants and the, you know, Mm. still wearing the breastfeeding bra six months, you know, six years later, all that sort of stuff. But it is about it is a societal kind of pressure that you know all right well then i'll pop on my um, my stripy my stripy Breton top and my, my stretchy jeans and my comfortable shoes and that's it for, for life and i think i think that the the tides are sort of slowly changing about sexuality and pleasure and 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 all that sort of stuff we're all we're all wanking ourselves silly now which is wonderful <laughs> Look at an RSI. It's, it's if you think that would be the promo, you're out of your mind. But
0: you know what? Part of that discussion is not being had and what wasn't had when your um, ex-husband finally decided to be honest and hit you with something that I would say is burning the house down on the way out and was completely fucking unnecessary. But let's put yeah. that aside. Um, perhaps you could have considered that he's also ageing, you know, like yeah. all of our bodies are ageing and mm. we're all fulfilling different roles and he's also a parent and Mm. you know how come he gets to keep the hot
2: yeah and I I think that's it I think that's it and like you know i had gone to Edinburgh for a month like the year before and that's when his um love was over and they were in Prague together all this sort of stuff and I thought god I could have fucked a different guy every night I could have fucked three guys you know a night in Edinburgh why was that taken away from me and it happened when I was the divorce happened when I was 41 and I thought you know, I could have met someone else, could have had another bait, I could have done all these other things with someone that wasn't a prick, you know, someone who actually really liked me. But it was um just for context, um, when you know I confronted him, he said, But you had Ellie. You you went on all those nice lunches, you were on tour, and I went, oh. Oh, that's it, that's it. So it's so Ellie is my comedy partner and my, you know, my my, my wife Helen. and my How dare you? This is also someone, and again, I can hear
0: like there's sphincters tightening across the world, (laughs) maybe a badge or two. Like he was working. He had work. Like you had spent a lot of time caring for kids. You'd really come into your own. You'd become very successful. And, you know, let's join the dots, really. Yeah. Like Maybe it's not so much that you were a mum that was a turn off, but that you were the fucking top of the ticket.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's really it's really fascinating. And I think the status changed in our relationship. When we met, I was from Country Victoria. I come from the Golden Valley. Big Mm. up to my Shep, Shepherd and people. Um and um, you know, I was low status. I, 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 when I met him, he was, he'd just been traveling around the world and I just thought he was the most, you know, fabulous person. And, and I was sort of kind of giddy with the fact he was from Melbourne and I was a country girl. So there was that. And I really, you know, there's real adoration. And then, you know, it changed over time that I I did become more successful and I did get more self-confident and I was earning more money than him. And I don't know, is that a thing with men, their egos, nearly. I mean, I don't know. I may mean maybe this is a first on the podcast or, or, well, or in the world, really. No, but it's not a I first.
0: Know. I would say <laughs> with this particular one. Um, yes. But I think what is more common is that you met him as a teenager, really. Yeah. Like, what, 19? Mm, 19, yeah. Um, and there's a reason that some men, hashtag not all men, like younger women because mm. they actually have not developed fully into themselves and into their own power or whatever words we want to use and they're more compliant and malleable and Mm. turn around and you get you know as is the gist of this whole podcast you approach 40 and you go nah like I know what I'm about I know what I'm good at I know who I am and Mm. you know it seems to me that that was quite confronting
2: yeah i think i think so and and you know people grow apart don't they you know people change and all that sort of stuff but i don't i don't think you have to have an affair with um your wife's uh you know stalker to gain gain a little bit of yourself back i think there are other options and i think i think you know if you're not happy you know well there was a couple cats who was available just leave go you know yeah it was all it was all a big old fucking mess but i think you know, I, I say it was pretty tricky in the old um, pandemic because I was by myself. Like when you're in grief and loss, what you want is contact. You want you want your friends around you. You want all that sort of stuff. So for three months, I don't think I was hugged by another adult. I had my kids with me yeah. uh, most of the time, but I had to go into anger and and sadness pretty pretty hard and fast. And I think in a way that was good because I had to confront it, which I, I'm, I'm not very, I'm not a very angry, sad person. No, and I had no. to kind of, no. and I kind of went, oh, it's going to be fine. We'll work it through. We'll end up being friends and everything's fine. But then as, as the sort of weeks went past and I, and I learned to kind of really channel that anger. So I had them, the kids like five days a week doing the homeschooling and then they go to their dads on the Saturday and Sunday. So that was, that mm. was great. But then, yeah, I think it was good. And obviously I spoke to you lots and, and friends in Australia and, you know, got, became a professional smoker. Really, yeah. <laughs> really, really good with the fags. Really lots of late back. night calls with Thorny hanging
0: out the bathroom window in minus <laughs> 10 degrees. I wonder, <laughs> like when you found out, and I mean, it, there's, it's almost you can't really answer this question, but I'm interested to know how you would answer it. Mm. Do you then go, okay, so things fell apart, you know, roughly four years ago? Because this is the thing that stands out to me. We're not talking Mm. about, like, people ring in sometimes and they've had a a short affair and you can kind of understand it and there's circumstance. doesn't mean it's right, but it's a, you know, there's a logic to it. Mm. But four years, I just, that baffles me. Like four years is a long-term relationship simultaneously, you know, with your wife and children. So, do you then look back on your whole relationship as being like? Have you re-understood your whole relationship, or do you
2: think it went bad? No, I think it. I think it was. I don't think it was a great relationship from the from the get go. Because we did do couples counselling, like mm-hmm. when we were in our twenties. I mean, who fucking does that? Why didn't I just chuck him? You know, I think, and and so much of it from you know, person. I did therapy for two years after the separation. Came down to my self worth, yeah. and and thinking that when you have a boyfriend, when you have someone who wants you, then you are complete. Then you have then then you have value and because I had so little self-worth when I was growing up and you know lots to do with body issues and all sorts of things then when I found someone when I was 19 I thought that's it I'm done I can't get any better than this 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 guy's wonderful mm. and and I just thought, if I just work really hard at it um, it's fine and then I just I didn't think anyone else would want me you know and I know that's a terrible thing to say about yourself but I just, I liked being, I liked being a couple. I liked being Helen and that guy, you know. I think it's, and I think it's really yeah. honest. You know, I think that that's a story a lot
0: of people will relate to. Like, if you, mm. do, and this is why I always say, don't enter dating with um, poor self esteem. Like, no yeah. one's perfect. No one's completely, you know, without, you know, any issues or whatever. You're not waiting for nirvana. But if yeah. you're in a situation where you think that, like, that other person's going to give you status, or they're going to feel the emotional gaps that you've got or you need someone anyone you know mm. and that does not surprise me at all i think there'd be a lot of people who would relate to that in their 20s when you then add on top of that the cultural capital that you get from being in a relationship particularly in a straight marriage yeah 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 all the validation from family and society and and everyone like it makes sense it's sad but it
1: makes mm. sense
2: yeah, and and I just I it's so it's so bizarre that, you know, and I obviously want to shout about this all the time, but the happiness I felt, the happiness I feel now as a single person is the happiness I thought or the sense of feeling complete is what I thought I'd get from my marriage. But actually I felt oh. more more lonely, yes. more inadequate you know like nothing nothing was ever right and I doubted everything and that still I still get the sort of aftershocks of that like I was I was painting my staircase a couple of months ago and then I sort of made a you know mistake I'm not very neat I'm pretty half-assed most of the time but I sort of kind of made a splash of paint and I went oh god he's gonna hate that he's gonna he's gonna criticize that when he gets home and it was a weird mm. thing that my brain had done but it sort of it's, it's how I felt mm-hmm. in my marriage that he'd mm-hmm. get home and he'd be like, oh, he's not going to like the pastor. He's not going to like this. Oh, the house is not right. The kids have, oh, God. You know, always waiting to be criticized is a horrible way to live. It's a yeah. horrible existence. You are in, you know, what's the, you know, you're flooded with, um,
1: what's fight it called? Or like, yeah, the vital yeah,
2: flight. Time. Exactly. The two
0: aspects of that that we don't talk about enough uh, that's fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Right. So they mm. are all, you know, quote unquote trauma responses. And I think yeah. for some, especially for young girls when you're 19, 20, 25, whatever, when you started feeling like something's wrong here and we need to have um, couples counselling, maybe you went into fawn. You know, if mm. I try harder, if I make him feel better, if I yeah. love him more than anyone would else would ever love him, it, I'll fix it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly right. So after those that round of couples counselling, we moved to the UK. And Mm -hmm. I gave I was just on the bird, like I would I just I just done an ABC show in Melbourne, just done a solo show that had sold out. Like my career was taking off. And he he felt really uncomfortable about it. So I I Quick comedy for six years mm-hmm. and I just thought well what I really want one week will complete me is getting married so I'll focus on his career I'll you know give up all my friends my family everything that was good I, and 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 it did work for a bit like I really dumbed myself down I'm not proud of it but I want to say it because I know other people have gone through oh, it no. I'll, I'll be the wife I'll he'll see that I am worthy, I'll, he'll see, and then I'll feel, then I can tell everyone we're married, we can tell everyone we're engaged, yep. I can get pregnant. And yep. I didn't realise that that's what I didn't need. But I'm glad I've done this when I'm 40 and not 85. Yeah.
0: That's right. And I think, you know, the, you've got a couple of options there. You can either dwell in um, the years that you, you know, wasted or yeah. beat yourself up about your lack of self-esteem but I think if you were talking to anyone else and they told you the same story, you when you said, "Oh, I don't know why I did that," you do know, and you would mm. be able to say to that person with compassion, "I can see how that happened." Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. And all you can yeah. Do from now, which is exactly what you've done, is move forward triumphantly. So I want to take you to: you find this letter, your world falls apart. You're on the phone to Nelly every night with 17 gins and a pack of Marlboros um, (laughs) and various other friends. You leaned on your girlfriends, you know, which is very clever. Well done to you. Mm.
2: How do you then start again? Yeah, I think I think I had to hit rock bottom though. I had to really hit rock bottom, and so you know it was all very fun, like doing lots of drinking, lots of Zoom Zoom cocktail hours, mm. and then when the summer came around, I do, I do remember there was a moment where I sort of looked out the window and I thought, I'm free. Like I, I woke up thinking no one's going to criticize me. I don't have to compromise my life. I've, and I made a list of all the things that shat me about him. Like he's fucking nose blowing in the shower, his stinky clothes, him being pathetic when he was sick, you know, having to hang out with, you know, his family, all the things. And I just wrote the list and I thought, fuck, I don't have that anymore. What? Mm. And I've got this blank canvas of a life. Can
0: I stop you there? I think that's a really good idea because I know a lot of people listening are still in the... Trying to mm. let go, they're still sitting in the ship. You don't don't put it on Facebook, but write the list. You know, yeah. what I mean? write that list, even if it's um amicable. Yeah, and going. Oh, I'm not sure if I've done the right thing. Write that bloody list, like what it. Because yeah. all we're going to get from most friends and family is the negatives. Mm. Um, write that list of the shit you don't have to deal with anymore.
2: Yeah, and the people didn't know, you know, yes. even, yeah, just all the just the stress and everything. So, yeah, so that that for me was quite cathartic. Mm. And, um yeah, and then, you know, I did, there was the summer of 2020 when, you know, the world opened up again. And I just, you know, I had a real bender of two weeks. The, he took the kids for two weeks for the school holidays. I drank too much, had lots of one-night stands, which were awesome, but I really fucking broke myself. Yeah. And, um and uh, and that was a good reflection. So I then yeah, and I I got a massive eye infection and ended up having to have an operation <laughs> on my eye because I had I stayed up all night having like a one night stand and then I from went from a my hot tub, and-
0: Thorny, from a hot a, tub. A
2: hot tub. Oh, the fucking minestrone of germs. Oh God, I I'm gonna before we get to the hot tub, I'm
0: just very yeah. quickly gonna take you back. So. You know, I was at your wedding, like I'd known your yeah. husband, i would known you for a long time. I didn't know you as a teenager, like you yeah. were raised in a fairly conservative-ish religious Yes. House.
2: Yeah, my dad was a vicar and then he was a teacher. Yes, we, we were quite godly. Yeah.
0: What I've seen over the years, so I must have known you for almost 20 years by now, is this kind of, I don't know, like a it, it's like a blossoming of you. Mm. You know, it's like you—you you just yes, it took you time, but where you just shed layers and layers and layers of expectations, maybe even shame, um, other people's ideas of how life should be, of how Helen should be—not just your ex-husband, but a range mm. of people around you—and you blossom into. I mean, it's corny, but you turn into this like butterfly in a hot tub with jizz in her eye not literally oh
2: it's every girl's it's every little girl's dream um (laughs) there's the hollywood ending um yeah no i think i think that's it and it was just it has been a very slow process it hasn't Mm -hmm. been like um so but i just it has been just really awesome women and a few wonderful men that i've i've been influenced by that who who made me realize I deserve better that I yes. didn't deserve the crumbs I didn't deserve yes you know and and I think you know I've eaten the whole damn cake now and yes. I really and it's okay and it's not being a dickhead you know it's not being a show-off or whatever like wanting the best for yourself and the you know and obviously your children and everything is yes. not selfish or oh. indulgent you know we never know as I now know there we never know like when life is going to be a complete bin fire and that everything yeah. turns to shit. So, you know, I I do feel I do wake up happy every day going, look at what I've got, you know, and, and this is something I just made for me and my kids. So, yeah. I I do feel that.
0: It must be really interesting to sit now you're what 4 years separated or on your own or whatever, like a quite a substantial amount yeah. of time. And all the things that you thought would happen if you're a single middle-aged woman, have not happened. Like you, my impression of you, you're not lonely, you're not broken, you're not broke, you're not all the all of those things. You are bloody the mm. loca
2: Yeah, I know. And I and this is the thing. I just thought, you know, um, you know, all the and I feel guilty about having those you know, uh, stereotypes, that sort of stigma of the single mom that everything, mm-hmm. you know, and it is chaotic and messy and all yeah. those sort of stuff, but but it's fucking joyous. And, yeah. and I feel like I'm a better mum. I feel like I'm a better friend. I've got more time to kind of really, you know, have really high-quality connections and relationships with the people I love the most. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to parties with a miserable ex, Overthinking things or making apologies for him or or whatever, and that all that time I've got is just delicious. You know, it's really it's really great, and then um and also yourself, you know, no, you know you're
0: exactly. Small, you're like Helen, full throttle. And I think one of the things that I think will be really interesting for and and instructive is that you didn't rush into another long term relationship. Like, let's be frank, you put it about girl. You put it, yeah. About. You went Town out bike. How do you get <laughs> over someone? You get under someone else. Helen Thorne. Too,
2: right. That that is the thing, and I know this is a very open and frank huh. frank chat, but my libido returned yeah. instantly yeah, as no soon sure. as he walked out the door. I was like, oh bloody hell! I need to close the door and have a really hard go on myself. It was really, <laughs> really, really confronting. I was like. Whoa, what? Yeah. What the hell? Like a switch had literally been, you know, I flipped literally flicked the switch yeah. <laughs> many times. Couldn't stop myself flicking. Um, yeah, so it was, it was, it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome to feel that. Um, and and I know we're gonna talk about um dating and things like that, but I went on to um Tinder and Bumble and we've got and Hinge, I think you've got Hinge over in Australia yeah. as well. And I was so surprised by the amount of of men that I could match with and the, the endless possibilities. But no, there was it was very much I want to have sex with as many men as I possibly can, yeah. um, to see who I'm both to see what men are like, but who I'm like with men. Yes. Because I was re- realised what I was like with my ex and pandering and all those sort of things. Yeah. And um yeah, and I, I went on a bit of a spree, a bit of a humping, <laughs> humping holiday. Yes, you really did enjoy it. But the key
0: there is it's so contrary to your natural personality. And, you know, yeah. sometimes people ring and write into this podcast sort of going, oh, I don't know if I should leave, da-da-da. If you are radically different, I mean, everyone's a bit different at home, like you're in your comfort zone, et cetera. But if you are radically different with your partner than you are with, say, friends or at work or whatever, like you are the fucking life of the party, Thorny. Like you are, you know, you fill up a room, you talk to anybody, you're the big personality, but in your marriage, you were small yeah and that, that is, is a
3: definitely. really,
0: really big sign that something is radically wrong.
2: yeah, but again, I can't change anything no, and you I can't, can't. but I, but all I know is that if I do go into a long-term relationship again, it will be so different. Right. It'll be so different and and I feel excited by that in a way because I just feel like I've got my armor now and you yes. know I feel like I'm ready yeah
0: and if we flash forward so you had a number of you know different I would say friends with benefits you know yeah like yeah necessarily having one night stands but you were having kind of lovers without commitment
2: and now you've got a boyfriend I've got a really nice guy. Yes. So I have been dating the same man for three months, which is very unusual for me. I have had many lovely blokes that I kind of have friendships with, like yeah. over the, you know, the last couple of years who, you know, we literally dip in and out of uh, and, you know, <laughs> you literally... Oh sorry mother um but yes I've had lovely lovers really lovely lovers that you know you go you free friday night they go no I'm like well let me just go through the rolodex oh well I'll get I'll get the other yeah. one um and that's been very liberating and yes. that's been Enjoyable, you know, dudes that I go to art galleries with, or you know, dinners with, and we have a you know a a significant bang, and then we might not see each other for another few weeks, and so that's been really nice. But but also, I think that's all I needed in terms of I was I am I am still scared of being cheated on and rejected, and you know there are there's still splinters that I've still my heart's still very much bruised. I wouldn't say it's broken. There's still sort of residual bruising because I feel like I've kind of got stronger. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm so ready for um, a relationship. I'm so excited about what that might look like or might be like. One of the
0: things I love most about you is that regardless of what happens to you in your life, you do retain this beautiful open heart. And I remember when you rang me and told me what had happened, you know, a few years ago, that was my really my only worry. I thought, Mm. I hope it does not rob her of that. Because yeah. you are known for love and light and sunshine. And I thought, I don't want Helen to become hard. He'd better not take that from her. And he hasn't.
2: No, I, 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 I that's, that's the thing. I, I, I love, I love loving. I love, yes, you do. Giving. And, 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 and that's, that's my greatest joy in life.
0: Before we move on to the next segment, I just want to because you obviously did you did that thing that so many people are scared to do, which is to jump back into dating in middle age. Mm-hmm. Can you give us your top, you know, few tips? What are your tips for getting back into the game?
2: Right. Um. I would say first of all, start a WhatsApp group with other single hoes. That yes. is very very important. Um. Yes. Because I think have because lots of single women have done this dating luck before and i i set it up a literally called Tint the support group right when you can send send pictures or profiles to people going is this all right is this guy okay yeah, yeah, yeah. and get someone else to write your profile for you or at least check it the photos yeah. you're using all that sort of stuff um don't do it in isolation don't do it in secret yes. it's a very everyone's doing it you know yeah. be be sort of open about it and yeah. that's really cool i think um i think you know you've got to have your list of no-nos but also li- your list of yeses you know yes. who who are you looking for what are you what do you like mm. uh, and then and then with the um the initial chats if someone gets really super sexual too quick Mm. um and ask for you know a picture of your boobs that's a pretty big red flag and it can feel really i i'm guilty of doing this you know that you think they'll like you more if you send them a picture of your fanny
3: when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: You know, maybe that's not the guy for you or the girl for you. Yeah. But if you're into that, great. You know, that's, you know, that's your that's your thing just something
0: um, to note because it can be yeah. very flattering especially if you have been in a relationship where your light was bloody dimmed um mm. someone says you know can i have a flat pick You're like oh really mine mm. oh. yeah you know, like just be it's not to say that it's wrong but just yeah
2: it if it comes too early yes and and all the good guys i've been with haven't wanted that from the get-go like they've you know you know that that sort of thing and um and you know do that things like meet in a neutral place when you do meet up uh, do a bit of internet stalking beforehand to know that they are who they say they are and there's nothing wrong with asking their last name um Mm. and 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 let people know where you are and having a bit of a backstop but Mm. I think you know just go on a few different dates you know I think as as you and i always say about you know don't don't spend ages texting you'll know when you meet them that's the best way to know whether you've got any connection and i know when i've met people instantly you want to bang them everything everything gets set up
1: <laughs> bang
2: Now, mm-hmm. this was
0: posted, reposted on Instagram by Pink News and they were reposting from Benji Jones. So he's at Benji S. Jones. <laughs> and he says, my parents inadvertently booked a stay at a gay resort in the Caribbean. They are 72. They are not gay. One of the pools is clothing optional. Excited for them. <laughs> and I thought to myself, that is the kind of thing you and I would do. 100%. 100%. Would accidentally book. I mean, I'd be thrilled to be on a gate cruise, but, you know, you'd Save. probably end up talking to the guys at the bar. But yep. 100% something you and I would do and still love it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. And also, why the fuck not when you're 72? You've done all the other. You've done your caravan holidays. You've done your Correct. camping. Time for a bit of,
0: bit of you know, why not? What's I'm up? I'm really hoping that Benji doesn't know that his parents are actually bisexual and they didn't do this by accident at all. That
2: has happened many, that has happened more times than people think, I think, oh, that their, their parents have lived lived a life uh, that they didn't know about. So, yeah.
0: All yeah. right. <laughs> this one's a bit more serious. This is from Mammy at Jordan Martinez on Instagram as well, and she said, a girl on TikTok just said, and I quote, I would rather adjust my life to your absence than adjust my boundaries to accommodate your disrespect. And I think that a lot of people need to take that and really engrave it into their soul. Oh, my God, I've
2: got chills. I've actually got...
1: Oh, right? Yes.
2: Yep, absolutely. That is so good. That is so good because absolutely, a life without a dickhead is a much better life than going, well, I'm in a couple and that's nice. I just have to shrink myself and change myself.
0: Because we've built
2: up this idea... And I'm not saying that, that
0: I'm never lonely or that there's never periods of, you know, feeling alone or that sort of stuff, especially when you first separate or divorce. No one's mm. pretending that it's easy. Like you you spiralled. That's the truth. Mm. Like you have had a really, yeah. really rough time.
2: But even that is better than being with someone who dims your light. Absolutely, absolutely. I could never live another day with someone who does that to me. Like uh, it's not worth it. Life is too short. Yes. And when you when you experience the happiness and freedom of what it's like to be single, you're like, what was I doing? You know, you just, oh, yeah, absolutely. Imagine if we went back to
0: Helen finding that letter in March 2020, there's no way, and I know because I was talking to you, there's no way I could have convinced you Three years down the track, Helen, you'll be the happiest you've ever been. You'll be the fittest you've ever been. You'll be thriving. You'll be making more money. You'll have a new boyfriend. You'll ha- There's no way when you're in the depths of despair that you can see a way out. Yeah. Listen to Helen's
2: story because
0: <laughs> you've made your way out.
2: Yeah, and so many um, divorced friends, and that's the beautiful thing about becoming um, divorced or separated, or you know, becoming single, is the coven. You know, like the the women will surround you and say you are going to be all right. In fact, you are going to be better. Yep. This will be the best, as you, dear Nelly, uh, said to me, "This is the best thing that'll ever happen to you." You don't know this now, but it will be. Listen, listen, listener. You, everyone needs a Nelly in their life. <laughs> but really, you can the energy that you would have put into him. You then mm.
0: directed into your health, your friendships, your children, your career. Even if you hadn't have met this lovely bloke, and we're three years down the track, and this is really the first boyfriend that you've had, it didn't happen like yeah, two yeah, later. Even if yeah. you hadn't, hadn't met this lovely bloke, you'd still be a hundred miles ahead,
2: yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And, the, and I didn't really, yeah, exactly how much energy you put into um, a toxic relationship. As I said, it's like trying to catch water with a sieve. Well,
0: you
1: like the ducks,
2: you know, just paddling furiously, but like on the surface you're like,
0: yeah, well, I'm married with two kids, you know, and then the little legs are going hundred miles an hour, you're getting tired, you know, getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then eventually you, I guess, you know, I mean, not to labour the metaphor, but I will, you either drown or you get out of the fucking pond.
2: Yeah 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 that's it
1: and, You're and, right,
0: mate. and back and running Are you ready to take some listener calls
3: Oh I'd love some yes please Hi Nelly I want to know how do you get back into the game and have sex again after 20 odd years of being with one person and then having a drought of about 5 years it's all a bit daunting I'm a safety girl do you just go back to someone's house? Do you have a stranger at your house? Help? Well,
1: isn't that a brilliant question. question,
0: right? Because there's the emotional safety, like how do you get back into feeling like you are a sexual being and exploring all of that? And then there's literal safety, especially mm. for women um,
2: who are dating men. That's the truth. No shade. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think about that? Okay. In terms of sexuality, um, i would say really get into masturbation get all the sex toys yeah. um find lingerie that makes you feel sexy become a sexual being yeah. in your own right know what makes you come know yeah. what turns you on you know find if you if if it's your thing find some feminist porn um uh, all those sort of things become really comfortable with feeling orgasmic though that kind of confidence will shift into a new partner I saw a play
0: recently and long story short, but it was a long-term couple. And the way she described it, she said, we became shy with each other. Mm. And I thought a lot of us become shy even with ourselves. Yeah. So that idea, like what I hear in her voice is there's a bit of fear of reconnecting to that sort of sexuality. And I think yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, you don't have to uh, jump into dating somebody else. Get a vibrator or whatever sex toys you're interested in explore that explore masturbation if you hadn't already you know all the things you can do things on your own you can listen to erotic stories you can yes yeah. feminist porn you can read things you can whatever it is when you feel reconnected with yourself and not shy with yourself you'll feel more ready
2: yes and I think that's the next stage and that's the stage sometimes we miss out thinking oh well I just need a really good lover and they'll you know they'll show me the ropes Yes, and I just think know your ropes. <laughs> know your ropes yes. before you go. You go yeah. in, and 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 things like yeah, buy buy lingerie that makes you feel really sexy. Take mm-hmm. photos of yourself for you. Mm-hmm. You know, have 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 experience. You know, have a date night to yourself. Cook your favorite food. Mm-hmm. Watch your favorite film. Have mm-hmm. a good go on yourself. You know, all those are things like experience romance.
0: <laughs> buy yourself flowers. I'm a huge yes advocate of that. Do those things, whatever. It'll be different for different people. If you think I mm. wish I had a boyfriend who did this for me, or I wish I had a girlfriend
2: who did this for me, when until you're ready, do it for yourself. Yeah, exactly it, and and then and then um yeah and then it just feels like such a smaller step forward, yes. um and in terms of like um safe dating and sex some people say like the rule of three like have the first date have a coffee during the day yeah and the next date have like an evening date, and then the third date if you're feeling safe then go to each other's houses but find out their address text it to a friend find out who he is by the third date you probably know uh whether or not you really want to bang them but but um with the the guy that I'm dating at the moment I always used to have sex on the first night because I was like, Well, I've got one night free. I yes. need I need a good I'm dicking. I've paid and- for a babysitter. Exactly, exactly. Come <laughs> on. Oh. Um, I'd be really disappointed if I didn't. Um, but this this guy that I dated the first date, we just met at a pub and we they're for nice. two hours we sat and chatted and then we had like an atomic snog. And there is nothing wrong than a really good snog. And I think that's such a good indicator of how mm-hmm. um how things are going to go in the bedroom. If they're really good with their hands and kissing and you can do
0: yeah. that, in public, which is relatively safe. Because I think, yeah. you know, first and foremost, and I've said this before and I'll say it every time I'm asked the question, there's no guarantee of safety. No one can promise you that. No. But, If you do meet, as you said, if you meet in public for a coffee, you get any sense, and this is the difference between being 45 and 25, any part of your sphincter starts tightening, any part of your waters are stirring, you get the fuck out of there. You give no one the benefit of the doubt.
2: No, you've got to go. You've got to, you've got something with the kids at work. Um, And also I always think if you're meeting in a cafe, Mm -hmm. note how they are to the um, cafe staff. I always think that is the biggest red flag about how people treat um, waiters and things like that. It's really important. You mentioned before in the intro,
0: there is nothing wrong. I mean, don't be stalkery about it, but there's nothing wrong with doing a deep dive on the internet. If I was going to go on a date with a bloke and he wouldn't tell me his last name, or if he had no social media presence at all, like not everyone's yeah. Media, I get that. But if they had no presence at all, I would be definitely asking some questions. They would be, that would concern me because mm. most people now would have at least some presence online. And if they didn't, I'd want to know their last name and I'd want proof that it was their last name. And I'd want to be making clear to them that my friends know their last name.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've been on dates when I've gone back to their house and he said, um, do you want to text your friend my address? Right. Um, just so you feel safe. And and it was just, you know, so, you know, one sentence. And I, I was just like, I feel really comfortable. Like yep. that's, that's someone who respects women, who gets yep. that this is a bit weird. Yes. And it just alleviated any kind of, you know, yep. fears about, you know, and then like that was really kind. And mm. conversely, I think if you said, yeah, you know, if things got hot and heavy and you're going to go back to their place
0: and you said, "Look, um can I have your address? And I'm going to text it to a couple of friends because obviously I haven't been to your place before." If he didn't understand your need to do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And and also um I always bring up uh the the thing about condoms pretty early on or like, "Have you got condoms? I've got condoms if you know things kind of progress." And yep. make it kind of because I have had situations where a guy stood <laughs> literally in my kitchen with a massive hard on going. Oh no, I don't. Oh, that you know, I don't. I don't like them. And I was like, Bad. well, if it's not on, it's not going yeah. in. And That's he went, sure. fair enough. Yep, yep, yeah. So I think I think you know, know your boundaries for that. And and so many of my friends who are in their forties, um, because we've got the coil, we've had our kids, yeah, yeah. you know. I go. Oh, it doesn't really matter, and uh, you yes. know, STDs aren't nice. People don't don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And there's some fantastic um, Instagram accounts. There's one called La La La. Let me explain, which sort of deke and Tinder translator. Oh, that's right. Uh, nice. Yes. Um, and I think I think just become aware of some of the the language, or oh, you yeah. know, um. Yeah. And there's lots of things about what you know when they say this, you know, when they go, Oh, no drama, no baggage. Yeah, you know, um, that 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 means there's drama and baggage. No drama with them. means there's no drama. drama. Yeah, there's so yeah. much fucking drama. So so yes, dear clear. And and you will as you go through, um, you'll see all those sort of code words for dickhead.
0: you don't have to go home with the first five men you go on dates with, just go on the date. No. You can stay yeah. in touch with them. And there's something to be said for once you've done those two or three dates and you have a nice passion,
2: you, your waters are good and you're feeling all good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's I think that's that's very good advice, actually. So take it slow. And, and my, my big thing was when I had the first time I had sex was I'm not going to apologise from any part of my naked body. No. No. So think I- it in your yes. head. Think it in your head. But yes, do not girl. say it because you will never hear a man going, "Oh, sorry about, sorry yeah. about my hairy ass." Yes. That or, 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 you know, in a monologue, if you externalize that, you reinforce it. It's sort of, I mean, this is
0: weird, but it's like coming off stage and then telling an audience member coming up to you and saying you were great, and then telling them everything you got wrong, right? Mm. Then they leave thinking you're shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Someone kind of going, "Oh, sorry about my saggy boobs." You're like, "Cop a load of these diamonds."
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I once, I once had a date with a thirty-two-year-old. He was a gardener, very hot. And then afterwards, he's like, um, oh, "I said, oh yeah, I used to have much bigger boobs." I'm like, "What a way to fucking end!" Yeah. Why did I say that? Yeah. Why? Don't do
0: that. Put do on. You the, don't have to yeah. wait to lose ten kilos. You don't have to wait. No. Until your lasers finished. You don't have to
2: wait and don't wait, 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 wait. No. No, it's God okay no. Okay as you are. Yeah, absolutely. The best sex and some of the hottest young lovers I had was when I was 100 kilos. Like I was yeah. I was a, you know, I was a good size 18-20 and yeah. I, and I felt I felt really fucking hot. I mean, I feel hot oh. at any stage, but but yeah, I was all like flesh and tits and hips <laughs> and you know, oh, good chunky grabbing on kind of shit and like and and someone said to me um why would you want to fuck a a a bag of golf clubs like you (laughs) you want you want you want something to you want some cushion for the pushing fleshy and I and I get that now like when I you know I've spoken to lots of different dudes about it you know and I've had lovers from age 28 to 55 and they're like no I don't I you know you know, whatever you want to be, but they're like, no, I love, I love curves and I want, you know, I want, I want things to grab onto. And and that was a complete revelation for me. Yeah.
0: framing that stuff, you know, whatever, mm. like you're, you're a lot smaller now, you've lost weight. You don't also want to go into that going, oh, well, I'm a bag of golf clubs. You go and going, oh, you know, I'm fit and I'm, I'm ready and I'm sexy and I'm healthy. Same as you can do at a hundred kilos, same as you can do. Yeah as when you're 30 like look at the positives the more happy you are in that interaction the better vibes you're going to give off the better time everyone's going to have
2: and i i just get into my zone i have a lovely time but yeah now <laughs> but now my boobs don't bounce they flap yeah.
3: <laughs> hi nelly i'm absolutely loving your new podcast as much as i loved single life of Us. um i'm just in the middle of the one with geraldine hickey which is glorious And I just wanted to put in my two cents worth, read the whole, no pen pals. Um, I just wanted to say that when I was really sick, like I've had chronic fatigue syndrome since I was 13. So that's um, 27 years of (laughs) various shades of hell. Um, And yeah, I, I had a time when I was really, really sick and I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't date at all. I was living with my parents. I, um, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. And my online dating pen pals really saved my life. These were guys I didn't meet some of them for a year. Um, and look, I was very upfront in my profile. I said, I'm really sick. I have no idea if or when I'll be able to meet you, but if you're happy to have a chat online that would be amazing. And it was amazing. And that's actually how I ended up meeting my partner. I was starting to get well enough to date when we started talking online, but it was still a month of chatting before we could actually meet. And we we really fell hard over the chat. We broke all the rules. I know you're not supposed to fall Over the chat, it's it's the reason why people say no pen pals, but it totally worked for us. We had such a great connection. It was completely different chatting to him to how it had been chatting to anyone else. And the moment we met, it was just like, "Oh yeah, there you are. I know you really well already, and that's so lovely and so easy. And I'm so lucky that he didn't have a no pen pals (laughs) rule. I'm so lucky that he was so." open and accepting that he was happy to come halfway across the city to meet me really close to my home that I could just lie down (laughs) in the park. We met in for half the date. Yeah. So I, I kind of wanted to make a broader point really about the ableism in the dating scene. I didn't start dating until I was 33 having been six since I was 13, because I felt like there's so, so much ableism in the dating scene. There's, people have so many rules about, you know, you've got to be independent and you can't possibly be living with your parents and you've got to have traveled and you've got to, you know, be employed full time and you've got to be all these things. Otherwise I can't possibly respect you and I can't possibly have a relationship with you. And that really sucks. And I think, yeah, including the no pen pals thing, I think blanket rules that people have often shut people like me out. And I'm amazing. So <laughs> nobody should shut me out. Um, anyway, yeah, I, um, I turned 40 last year, so I'm allowed to call in. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to share a few experiences from a little... A little earlier in my dating game because I'm very happy with my partner still a few years on. Thanks so much, Nellie. See ya.
1: I love
2: her. That was so beautiful and honest yeah. and vulnerable and yeah. all of the things. oh my yeah. God yeah, and she's done it she's done it, man she's and done she's it been open life. yes, and, and the fact that she said she was sick on on the yeah. apps and and then that person that person found her and she found them. Fucking excellent. Yeah.
0: So quick clarification, anyone of any age can call in, right? All the co-hosts are 40 plus, but anyone can call in, just clarifying that quickly. Can I just say, like, I, you know, this is a subject close to my heart. As you know, I have a 15-year-old daughter with chronic fatigue syndrome. So listening to her as a 40-year-old and listening to her talking about dating and You know, these are the kinds of questions now that my daughter's 15, I'm starting to think about as well. And I really appreciate the fact that, I don't know if she'd put it like this, I call it, but I think she is correcting me gently. She's not doing it in a way that is, um,
1: uh,
0: how could I, she's doing it in a way that is like kind and Mm. acknowledges like the humanity of everyone involved and yeah. I just really appreciate her doing it in that way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it was gentle. It's not accusational. It's not, no. I'm right, you're wrong. No. It's like, well, this isn't my experience and it's been really positive and 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 let's sort of open that conversation. And I love that she called out the ableism of, of yeah. dating. It's like, well, just go and meet someone somewhere. Like, yes. that's you know, that's not available to everybody. Yeah. And you can have... Um, You know, relationships online and form connections and things like that. And that's, that, that is a huge amount of trust and vulnerability there. And how beautiful that it worked out really well with her partner. And then that, yeah. Oh, it sounded incredibly well, sweet. And I often
0: think about that in the, in the, and I'm sure I've been guilty of doing it, in the jokes we all make of like, oh, well, you know, if he lives at home with his parents or if, you know, she hasn't had a job since the late 80s or whatever, and we're coming at it completely from a, an able-bodied um, point of view. You know, the yes, reality exactly. like either one or both of my kids may live with me long term. You mm. know, would that rule them out from being a wonderful partner to somebody? Absolutely not. There will be reasons yeah. for that if it happens, mm. as it have been for this woman. I don't think, like when she said, you know, I know we broke the rules and you're not meant to fall in love that way, I don't actually adhere to that at all. Like for me the no mm. pen thing is I don't want to spend, I'm time poor and I don't want yeah. to spend lots of time messaging and then meet up and find that's not how I connect with people. But I yeah. love people who've fallen in love like that.
2: Yeah, definitely. And 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 again again, it's how we have evolved. Like I had a I had it four months where I texted this guy and we yeah. didn't meet up and then and it was passionate we had you know was quite hot and all that stuff and then we met for a coffee for an hour and it was really weird and then I texted him the next day and he's like and I was like oh you know where do you see this going and he said well look we've only had one date and I thought we've spoken on the phone every day for four months what do you mean we've only had one date and he kind of dismissed it I thought "Well, we've connected so deeply and shared all these things and you know seeing each other and video called. And then he's like, yeah, but we've only had one date and I don't know really. And I was like, you bastard. Yeah, no, I don't like no, that. He-
0: what I love about what she said, though, and I think to me this is the key of the no pen pals difference, Yeah, you're up in whatever way you can be in your profile about mm. um, what you want, what you can do, what you're prepared to do, what you're able to do. I can imagine a situation, especially when I first started dating and I hadn't dated for bloody 20 years, if someone Mm. said to me, I'm not able to meet up for health reasons but I'd really like to have, you know, an ongoing conversation with you or I'd like to, even if it was a sexy conversation, I'd like Yeah. I would have actually found that great, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There would be plenty of people who might go, yeah, I'm not ready for it in-real-life thing but I'd love
2: to have some flirty banter. Yeah. Yeah. It could be really cool actually. And you know, you'll be ready for different things at different stages yeah. in your sort yeah. of, you know, your journey as a single person and 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 that's it. So fucking good on that person. I love yeah. that message.
1: I love just
2: that story. Love that lady. Speaking Beautiful. of alcoholism, can I
0: just put in a shout out as well to um short men and short-statured men because it really mm. gives me the shits how freely we talk about um, and joke about men who are short and or short-statured, I think Bullshit. Yeah. that is no different than yeah. joking about a woman's weight. Yep, absolutely. Like hot is hot. Yeah, I you know? think so. Like, that's just one of the many examples of ableism in the, in the dating sphere. Yeah. Caller, yeah. Thank you for um, raising the issue. Thank you for I accept your critique. You are 100% right. And I appreciate how you framed it. And you've made me think deep, hard. Now it sounds dirty. <laughs> always. <laughs> All right. We always finish up the podcast, Beautiful Helen Thorne, with two little segments. First one is No Shade on My Ex. But I mean, yours is pretty easy, but the stupidest thing <laughs> an ex has ever done. <laughs>
2: Oh, so many. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about getting back together with him. Honestly, yeah. he's a great guy. He really. Oh, <laughs> um, I think, I think, I mean, the thing that makes me laugh the most. So he, so he, so he, he had an affair with, um, with a woman, and then, um, after they broke up, <laughs> she faked her own death. Oh my god, <laughs> she actually did, and it does make me laugh. It does. I mean, you know, I think so much part of healing is is Schadenfreude. Yeah. And, um, And when that when that happened, I was like, "Oh, he knows how to pick him." Um, oh, there we are. Last is.
0: but not least, the TikTok sensation. You know, he's a ten butt. So if you yeah. were going on a date with with a guy and you
2: went, "Oh, he's a total ten butt." Oh, that's a yes. I oh, I think I think it's the shoes thing. Shoes is a, a really <laughs> really big. I oh, know it's so superficial though, but there is something about shoes. What
0: sort of shoes are out?
2: Oh. oh. Is it a slip-on? That Someone said never date someone who's got zips on their shoes.
0: <laughs> now, but now, I'm glad I didn't tell you this beforehand because you wouldn't have answered truthfully. My lovely Lauren has about 20 pairs yeah. of Crocs.
2: I think and I saw at least two pairs when oh, I met her a month
3: right, ago. They're a
0: dazzled. They've got digits on them. I don't even know what the things are called. She's got wedding Crocs. Blimey, that's a
2: oh. life
0: commitment. That is it's that is next dedication. level. And I've got to tell you, when we first started dating, it was a it was a flag. I don't know if it was red, but it was maroon. Yes, 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 I- yes. It was. <laughs> it was a cyan. If I had ruled her out based on that, where would we be? Helen Thorne, you're such a delight and I genuinely, I love all the work that you've done in this space because I think that you've turned, you know, what was the hardest, you know, day, week, month, then years of your life into something that really helps other people. Like from where you were, and I highly recommend again that you go and get Helen's book, Get Divorced, Be Happy from where you were, there was no, not even a slither of light coming through that you could think, I oh, will be happy one day. And now yeah. you really are triumphant. And for anyone mm. who's sitting
2: in the shit, read that book, go on that journey because you don't stay there. No, it's not forever. And that is the question that I get asked the most out of all the women who contact me from around the world when will the pain end mm. and i can't tell you what day or how long but it will and you will feel better and and i think that's and that's all you need you just need that bit of hope that that the decision you've made is mm. is is the right one for you and make decisions
0: every day that move you further away from that pain right the the more things even just little decisions like it's valentine's day and i'm going to buy myself some flowers you just go and do it girl just go Mm. and do it and every single time you do something like that is just a little bit you're edging closer to happiness
2: yeah absolutely i last year i booked a restaurant some valentine's day and i didn't have anyone to go with and i just went i'll just take one of my best girlfriends i'm going to wear my best dress or whatever and i stayed out to 1am drinking cocktails it was the best night of my life it was great
0: Yes, other than the nights of the caravan with me. I love and adore you, Helen Thorne, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and please be back to Australia.
1: Goodbye. I love you. Bye. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice. Dear Nelly, yes, some help would be nice. Dear Nelly, I'm eager to hear your point of... to explore, dear Nelly, when you're 40 or more, dear Nelly, so I'm hoping we can talk it through, dear Nelly, I'm rocking my prime and it's time to get down some, maybe mess around some, it's never too late to start again, dear Nelly request dear Nelly with your fabulous guest dear Nelly won't you tell me what you think I should do
0: This is I mean you're mad for a head job you are mad yeah. We can
2: take that out if you want. No, I love it. No, I'm very good at it. Very, very good at it. Very good. I'll I put, put that in my skills list, actually, on my CV. Very, you know, uh,
3: skills and interests. Um, so, yes. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. Hey, thanks so much
0: for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellytomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy. And you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at YoungerHill.com. Thanks to ACAST and all the team. And lastly to you, without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you?
1: I'd really appreciate it. Love yes.